Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. And we're here today at the Temple of Barbecue in Western Tarrant County, Billy's Oak Acres with Billy Woodrich. I can the smell. We want to. We wish we could get the smell through the podcast. It's not a smell of vision podcast. Yeah, you may it? hear some people hollering orders in the background. There may be a little ambient sound, but what we really wish is we could get all the good smoky smell in. You could uh, actually bottle that, I think. Billy, Billy is here. Yeah. Billy is here, but he's probably used to seeing Steve because Steve is like a regular, right, Billy? Yes, he is. <laughs> well, at least once a week. Can Steve put away some some barbecue? He could eat pulled pork, and that's, I think that's his favorite. <laughs> oh, the ribs are good too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about this place because uh, again, we people can't necessarily see it. It's got such character. Yeah, it does have character. Um, originally, it was. Um, uh, kind of a beer store if you will and convenience store back in the late uh, late 40s mm-hmm. and then uh the quay family took it over around 53 and they kind of sold beer barbecue they built the pit around 56 and they lived in the old house here in the early 60s they made it into a restaurant um, and sold the beer and barbecue and everything to go with it and then hip pocket theater came out here for 28 years um, they kind of left about eight years ago, uh-huh. and it was kind of sitting a little bit idle. They were doing special events and custom smoking and things like that. Um, and then I came along and talked to the guy and worked a deal with him and opened it up. And, about uh, a year and a half ago? About a year and a half ago. What did you see in this place? What what uh, what what made you think, oh, this is where I want to have my barbecue place? It just screamed barbecue in here. We know it was... Uh, it's, everything's kind of hodgepodge together in here. You know, there wasn't a lot of signs or anything, but, you know, the old tin roof, the floor is uneven. It's kind of like that little fun house at Six Flags. You know, it's, it's, uh, a cosmonetica. You know, it's got a step-down converted garage full of, you know, that has windows. It's full of glass. It's on seven acres. Uh, just had, you know, it had some cool history as an old barbecue place. More people on the west side of town knew it than on the Lake Worth edition here. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought, I think I can make this place go. And I told him I wanted to do that and all this. And he said, good luck. And, <laughs> um, and then I just I opened the doors one day. I worked on it on my off time. And I just kept working on it, working on it. And one day on a Saturday, I said, all right, now's the time. And I didn't advertise because I had no money for advertising. I spent every dime I had on this place. And I just opened the door. And put open out front, and then people started coming in. And, and they, had, they haven't stopped since, right? No, they haven't stopped, <laughs> and it's getting more and more. Then uh, people started writing nice things about me in the paper, and um, it just kind of snowballed from there. And I try to do the same thing every day so that they'll keep coming back. We should explain we're on what's now called North Las Vegas Trail, right. just yes. outside Loop 820. But when this was built, Loop 820 wasn't here and this was called Heron Drive. This was a rural road along the south end of Lake Worth to the homes along Lake Worth. So. Yeah, and actually it was uh, – actually they kind of divided it up. This was Philip Parker Road. Okay. And then it turns into Heron about a block up the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, so like you said, the loop didn't come around. So you got some people trickling in from White, White Settlement. And then, um, you know, the lake tried to support it just off those homes and – you know, they have their neighborhood meetings up here. It's been a it's been a part of the Lake Worth community. It's been real good for them. Had you ever been here before? 
No, I was never in you here had before. Never, you never came to Hip Pocket? No, never went to Hip Pocket. They uh, just wasn't my forte. But that's that's part of the joy of discovering great barbecue is the quest. It shouldn't be like right next door. You should have to, to make a trip to get to it, I think, anyway. And I, I, I think you guys, Bud and Steve, have been here before I was. And uh, I finally kept hearing about Billy's from these guys. And I said, I have to come out here. So my dad was visiting, and we brought him out here. We came out on a Friday, and we were back on Sunday to try the chicken fried steak. That's what I was going to say. You were here. You came once, but you came right back. Right, once we <laughs> so. heard that the chicken fried steak was only served on Thursdays and Sunday, well, we got to come right back. Yeah. And, and what's the reason behind that? Okay. The reason for only doing it twice a week is it's, uh, it's a, lot a lot of work, of work. whenever you're trying to do uh, barbecue. Because barbecue, obviously, is very labor-intensive. So because I, I make the mashed potatoes, I peel the potatoes, I boil the potatoes, I mash them, I make homemade gravy, I pound out my cutlets, I bread them to order so they don't sit around and sit in crust and make a hard, crunchy crust. So it's just hard to maintain that good consistency six days a week. Right. So I say, okay, we're going to gear up. I bring in extra help. We're going to gear it up, knock it out on Thursday. And we're going to knock it out on Sunday because I have the church crowd. Right. You know, that's just a good comfort food that seems to fit on Sunday. Your special night, you have chicken fried steak on? All day Thursday and then Sunday. Sunday. And then what are your other special nights? Um, we Tuesdays, do uh, right? Tuesdays. We do taco Tuesdays. You can get, we do the homemade tortillas, homemade salsa. And we make a buttermilk sour cream, cilantro jalapeno salsa with it. And a fiesta corn, you can get that on Tuesdays. Get pulled pork or brisket. Um, Wednesdays is butterfly pork chops. There's smoked pork chops. We need to move closer, I think. Right. We smoked the the whole loins. Yeah, don't miss a night. We smoked the whole loins, and then we butterfly them about an inch thick to order. And then we hit them on the steak grill to finish them off. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not eating a dried piece of pork off the pit. And then Thursday, chicken fried steak. And then... Friday and Saturday, we just try to keep up. I mean, it's, <laughs> now, <laughs> we talked about the restaurant history, but uh, tell us your history. You've got a good... You weren't uh, always a barbecue <laughs> master, you, you, right? You've got a good a resume. Of, I've got a crazy resume. Um, I just... I started out... I bounty hunted people and slung divorce papers for 20 years and uh, worked for some crazy lawyers. And uh, one, and of, those, one just, of those lawyers introduced me to a guy named Grady Spears. Uh-huh. Um, you weren't serving Not, papers, but I wasn't right? serving papers for. I wasn't serving papers to him. But uh, for those of you who haven't seen Billy, you don't want Billy coming to serve you papers. He is they, not uh, a small man. Let's just put it that way. So I, I did a little work for Grady, and Grady realized I could cook, and um, he would call me out sometimes. Hey, we need help at the restaurant, or I'm doing this private gig. Can you help me? And just kind of evolved, and um, he opened up some good doors for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he knew I wasn't going to stick by his side. You know, he knew I was had wanted to go out and work for myself mm-hmm. and um one day i just was i was cooking out at the line camp and um just driving way out there and then trying to you know catch people here in fort worth and drive working granberry wasn't panning out mm-hmm. and then we found this place and i said i'm just gonna open the restaurant that way i can be all right here but but i have way more fun doing this you know when, when you're around all those courthouses and all that drama all day it just sucks the life out of you <laughs> we're here everybody's happy man they're, they're eating they're having food and and i just i love the food business way more 
Now, what's your best process serving trick? I had a friend who's a constable, and he would he would knock on the door and say, uh, "Say, tell Roger I'm here. I've got his rodeo tickets." Well, if it's a, pretty soon, Roger'd pop up and he'd say, "Here's your rodeo tickets." That's a, that's a good one right there. Or uh, if you were serving a man, just be a hot chick on Facebook. Hey, but, uh, but they, uh, they're, they're, a lot of tricks. You just. Um, me not me wearing a uniform i can just walk into their job or just usually usually when you're serving somebody there's a disgruntled x on the other end they'll say all right he's here right now and you just walk by and hand them to you're him. you're not completely retired from this business though no no i still have a few <laughs> still hedging your bets right? yeah. still hedging your well bets. i mean it comes in handy you know like i needed some uh, catering equipment yeah. i bought a new catering van and I needed some equipment, so I called around to some lawyers and said, "Hey, you got anybody I can go pick up?" <laughs> and they said, "Sure." And I went and caught one. It was worth three grand, and it paid for all my new equipment for my See, for my van. Good. You know, so yeah, you, you can still you, smell the smoke on you, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "You been cooking fool?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah you know. If it's but, like a, it's a doctor, so to stand alone, you call and say, "Call and tell the receptionist, tell him I'm coming in the front door right now." <laughs> then you go wait by the back door. <laughs> exactly. But you sound like you've had some experience with this too. We're gonna have you out slinging papers. <laughs> <laughs> now, between restaurants. I'm sure everybody has their favorite thing. You know, like you said, you had people who love the chicken fried steak. You have the brisket, the pulled pork, but the ribs. Tell us the secret behind the ribs because I've never man, had ribs this good. Man, everybody talks about the ribs, and uh, they're not. They seem to be my the, my customers' favorite item. They're uh-huh. not mine. I, I prefer pulled pork, uh-huh. but that's just me. But. Uh, because I'd rather eat a big sloppy sandwich and a little bit of meat on a bone. Right. You, know? you, but, don't, want uh, the, you don't have to work on no, it. No, I want to pick it up and too. eat it, you know. Yeah. Um, but the ribs are, we go through a lot of ribs out here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty it's pretty simple rub. They're a dry rub process. I cook them till they're almost done. I hit them with a little bit of sauce on top and some brown sugar, wrap them up, and boom, in the proof where they go. And then we serve off those all day long. And I cook ribs twice a day. That's right. You don't which, run out, really. With, no. Uh, no, I Unlike try a lot of places to. where you show up, if you show up past noon, you may not get any. I, you're you're smoking over to. what wood? Pecan wood. All we pecan. smoke on pecan. But that's a slower smoke, isn't it? Yes. It's a slower, but I can control it a little better. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I've got ribs on the pit. I can't show them to you. But I, I've got ribs out there cooking right now. And if I'm cooking with a hot fire, I'd have to get up from this interview and go check my fire. But I know what it looked like, and I know how long it's going to roll by itself for a couple of more hours. I, I want to so, reserve at least ten of those yeah. for myself. But yeah. uh, anyway, we'll feed you here in a minute. <laughs> um, go ahead. Well, Stevie, I mean, you, know, you were going to ask him about his new place. Yeah, let's see. I heard you're going to open a new place up. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's been a kind of a slow process. I don't have a huge fire lit under me. Um, mm-hmm. It's another small place like this. Um, instead of getting one big restaurant, I think with a little restaurant, you can keep it real. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to pre-bread chicken fried steaks. I don't have to pre, pre-make anything. I can keep the food more realistic. Where if you have a big place, you got to cook institutional. Right. And it's, to me, it's not as good. So I found a little place over off Belknap Street, the corner of Belknap and Retta. It's next to a law firm. It back up. It backs up to Ray Street, mm-hmm. which I'm sure y'all have heard. They're going to redo Ray Street. There's a bunch of restaurants going in there, and um, I'm going to be right there in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Only I'll be on a block away on the low rent side. So, so will you get uh, like some like server business from the uh, from the 
yeah, office see, next door. I, he'll be he'll be well positioned <laughs> when the new developer tears down the smoke pit. He'll be the next barbecue <laughs> restaurant. He'll be the next barbecue place on Belknap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. That's uh, yeah, the owner. I know the owner of the smoke pit, and he's. Are you sure you want to open up down there? And I'm like, I'm coming, man. And uh, he's like, man. But you know, they sell more beer than anything, so he'll be fine. But um, the, uh, I think it's going to be. I think that area is going to really pop. You know, there's some good restaurants there, and you know, I, I've ate enough lunches down there. When I had my my office was in uh, the Lofton building next to Texas Ray Brazil. Um, so I was always eating with all those attorneys, and we'd always go, and I thought, man, Belknap would be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody goes, you can go right there, eat lunch, and leave. Or on their way home, they can pick stuff up. And, you know, there's no good barbecue around there. You know, right. I mean, granted, if you want a quick lunch, I still, and I do you it occasionally. You heard that smoke pit, right? Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, I still, occasionally, if I'm downtown, I still have to go by Bailey's, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got to go to Bailey's, a, yeah. I think that's so cool how they got that little building and saw them. And well, we we stick by Bailey's is on Taylor behind the Star-Telegram building. Yeah. It is, uh, claims to be the oldest family-owned, still the same family barbecue in Texas. Yeah, but that's. It's like they built downtown around them. It's like this yeah. little shack, and they even built a parking garage on top well, of it and around yeah. it. And the, but yeah. the, it's like the little red shack. Yeah, right. you <laughs> kind of get what you get there. You know, you're not going in there and making up combo. You know, just get it. Yeah. Now, but, what have you found out? I mean, you you kind of worked your way up into the barbecue fame. What have you found out now about all the barbecue? You know, it takes barbecue is, a think, serious business. I yeah. think I think I think one out of four people in Fort Worth are barbecue critics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! And they all want to eat free. Matt, they they want to come in here and okay. Well, I saw this in Texas Monthly, or I saw this on Barbecue Pitmasters, and I and I said, you know, I try to do the best. Of it. You cannot serve competition food every. I mean. You know, those people are eating it right off the pit, you know. So we kind of do the best we can, but, boy, there's a lot of critics in this town. Um, so well, competition barbecue is a little different than, uh, man, than store barbecue, too. You know, that's how I started. My TCU friends and I, you know, the Texas Monthly came out with the best hamburgers in Texas. And uh-huh. we decided we needed to double-check their work. And mm-hmm. you, you go go around all the places with the magazines. So. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, Daniel Vaughn does a great job. He, he plugs me every now and then. And. And I think these, he, he these has critics, on this podcast, actually. Oh, yeah. that's right. And I mean, he's got his festival, and we need to talk about the barbecue festival you're doing yeah. in Dallas. Smoked Dallas. It's a music and barbecue festival, October 4th, I believe. And uh, actually, I had no idea I was even cooking in it. Uh-huh. They, um, somebody, Some customer told me. <laughs> and uh, so I went and Googled it, and sure enough, there I was. And then, I, <laughs> then they sent me an email and a check. So anyway, <laughs> there's going to be... Uh, Gonna be some good barbecue guys there. John Sanford's going there. He's a great guy. Um, barbecue on the Brazos. Yeah, barbecue on the Brazos. Um, I think Cousins is gonna be there, and um, Lockhart from Dallas. But um, then Black's Barbecue, I think, is on the list from Lockhart. They're pretty good. Um, Do you kind of keep abreast of all the the other places that Daniel Vaughn and all these other barbecue critics like a to talk about? A couple of them. A couple of them. Because you know, my whole theory is, you know, there's some good. There's Nobody's ever going to find the holy grail of brisket. You know, they're never going to find it. We try. It. It but you can try forever, you know. <laughs> but they're going to uh, – there's some good guys that cook great barbecue. And I think I think John Sanford's one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've heard him talk about him coming to Fort Worth, which I hope he doesn't anytime soon until I get going a little more. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think there's a couple of uh, Smokies. There's some good barbecue in this town. Mm-hmm. And I never claim to be the best, but they uh, – 
that thing in Dallas, like we were talking about, we're gonna everybody's gonna sample out their food, and then after the band start, people can go to their whatever concessions they want and purchase sandwiches and whatever you're gonna sell. But it's kind of nice to be invited to go cook with the quote big boys. Um, or be Shanghai. You know, uh, it sounds like he got Shanghai into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just Shanghai. Just hey, you're coming. Yeah, well. But uh, who knows? You, they, they could have left a message with a waitress, and I never got. Yeah, it. you you had the experience of being on a on a television show on Spike Network, and, yes, and so did. that raised your profile probably in as well. That was and, crazy, and, man. What was that experience like? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, about uh, let's see. Um, July of 13, uh-huh. this lady called and says, hey, would you like to be on TV? <laughs> I've only been open four months. Heck yeah, you know? <laughs> right. And she goes, well, we'll send a casting crew out. And we didn't even know what it was for. So they came out and looked at us, and they said, we got to have this place. And I said, okay. Then they contacted me again. And then uh, John Taffer, John Besh, and Tiffany Deary came out, and I cooked for them. And um, they said, yeah, you're going to be on the show. I said, Okay. And it was an investment program where they put two um, barbecue spots head-to-head, right. us here, one in Dallas. Baby Back Shack in Baby Dallas. Baby Back Shack in Dallas for a potential cash investment. Mm-hmm. It's for TV. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not reality? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very appropriate. We're doing this as family feud. Uh, no, in the background. Yeah, <laughs> right. But every time they uh, – I don't know how it got on that. It's supposed to be on sports. <laughs> but every time – I mentioned that they always call and say, hey, don't talk about us. But uh, anyway, it was a fake reality, reality show, and they came out here. And John, John Besh, man, he, he gave me great props. He really loved it. And Yeah, the show is kind of confounding because they seem to really love your food much more. And they did. Re- and the only they criticism did. they had was that you were kind of a one-man operation. Yeah, and they had to teach him how to cook. But as you can see, I have a whole staff. Right. But, right. But they didn't yeah. like his brisket. They didn't. But they decided be, they wanted to give they just, the investment to him. Yeah. yeah. What 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 got him the points and the what made him win on the show was he's right next to downtown Dallas. I was going to say what got him was Dallas as opposed to between White Settlement and Lake Worth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, granted. That may pull, have been the first time Tiffany Derry had ever been to Fort Worth. Though. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, Tiffany Derry. But J- John Besh, I think, was really – he's just a genuinely cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually contacted me a couple of times to see how we're doing. The show was great. Um, I mean, the people – while just the first night the show aired, the people that were called here to check on me just to see if I was okay. <laughs> you know, hey, are you going to make it? And uh, people called and bought T-shirts and – yeah, how many the, T-shirts did you sell that first day? Oh God, we sold. I don't. It was a lot. It was. Um, I think you, yeah, I think you sold something like two thousand or yeah, something. I came in and said, "Yeah, we we've sold two thousand T-shirts." Yeah, today. It, was, it was crazy, but uh, the, the people that drive here, they they, they hey, make I'm, it a quest. From, yeah, yeah, they make it a quest. I saw you on TV. Mm-hmm. Will you sign this menu? And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> well, that and there are so few places with any notoriety in Dallas Fort Worth. I mean, you can go to famous, you can go to ten famous barbecue places in Austin in, in within a ten mile circle. But here, right. you, you got to go here, uh, barbecue on the Brazos, Pecan Lodge, and Lockhart, yeah. and then you you know, start dropping down to the next tier. Exactly, and you know, I still I still get you know the show runs all the time. It's probably going right. to run a hundred times and. Uh, and we watch it every time it's on if we're here, too, because it still need to be in the place and have it on TV. And people go, oh, look, we're eating there, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I still get, 
you know, people come in here, hey, I drove here from Abilene, and, you know, will you sign this or can I have your autograph? I'm like, really? <laughs> Are they, you know, one lady told me, a little lady came in here and she sat down and she got her food. She just kept looking and she said, you're, you're probably the most famous person I'll ever meet. And I'm like, <laughs> nice. what do you do with that, man? I'm like, really? I'm just a little dude that cooks barbecue. So she I get comped, your, get I comped picture a meal with you? and I wanted to give her gas money or something, you know. But <laughs> she uh, said, just here, eat, you know. She, um, she drove a long, long way to get here. Her and so, her you, husband. You, would you like to be on TV again? You oh, like, sure. Did you like the it was experience? A lot of, it was a lot of fun. I like, I like the behind the scenes, how they set everything up, and um, you know, like whenever John yells at you, they can <laughs> say cut, and he re yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the difference in being a great barbecue guy and being a bounty hunter is that when you're a great barbecue guy, people are happy when they see you coming. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head right there. And you also had, uh, I mean, you know, we're not quite to dessert yet. They, they, they don't always see you coming. I got one at Papacito's one day on a busy Friday lunch. I said, are you so-and-so? And she said, yep. And I said, I got a warrant. And I jerked her up and walked her right out of there. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you about the desserts because they're also sort of famous and uh, – who yeah, makes those? My mom makes those. Uh-huh. My mother makes those. Um, she's also your accountant. She's also my accountant, which is very nice. Um, this is a rough business. Yeah. What desserts do you have today, for example? Today we got um, we got a strawberry cake. It's a white cake with kind of some strawberries on top and then a little bit of gelatin top, and you put whipped cream all over it. It's kind of like a strawberry shortcake. It goes like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got buttermilk pie, and I've got my standard pecan cake and my chocolate cake. My chocolate cake, I've been eating that since I was two years old. And I always swore I'd sell it one day if I ever had a restaurant. So it, it's here every day in this building. And uh, we got a homemade peach cobbler. And when I say homemade, my mom's not. My mom makes the crust. I mean, she makes everything that goes in those things. And um, she takes great pride in them. And what does she think of she, uh, she was trying to win the Fort Worth Magazine Best Dessert Contest. We were all voting for her, but I don't know how we did yet. What so, does she think of your yeah, success? Yeah, as yeah, a, we, as we can't speak for that magazine. Yeah, no, no, don't tell us who's judging. Over yeah, there. right, right. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, she uh, she makes sure that they're on spot. And if she doesn't like it, I can't tell you how many times this pie didn't look exactly right, so I cut it up for you guys to eat. You know, or <laughs> you know, like today we got brownies up there. That's a nice perk. Yeah. You yeah. Know, today she made brownies, and uh, I had some for a doctor's office, but she made us a tray. And I'm like, all right, she makes them from scratch. Nothing's out of a box. So what is, what I, that's you, my next that's my next vision. I'm going to get this other restaurant going, and I'm going to open my mom a bakery up somewhere in the mm-hmm. hospital district down by mm-hmm. there. That's my next project. <laughs> I like to I like this you know this is I'm kind of new at this, but I think I, I'm getting the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And working for some certain people, I learned what not to do in the restaurant business. And um, man, it's just been a fun ride, and I, I love it. It's it's fantastic. And your uh, dad works here too, right? Man, my dad, he's a trooper. He retired, and I don't think he's ever worked harder in his life. <laughs> he, uh, my dad was a cabinet, he, uh, he owned a cabinet shop and built cabinets and custom things like that. And So uh, he's the one that initially called me and said, hey, I found this place. So I drove over here thinking, okay, what, what's he got me into now? So he's here. He gets here about 3 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And he's here with one of my prep chefs. Um he gets here about 4.30. They start. My dad watches the fire, gets the coffee going, gets um, gets the prep chef on his way, boiling potatoes because we make all of our sides. And um, they just kind of do that. And then he starts. While that's going on, 
my dad's looking to see which one of my vendors has the best price on what. You know, who's going to give me the best deal on these potatoes today for what we want? And if he doesn't like it, he sends it back. I mean, he's he runs all the front of the, the, the back of the house stuff for me. And uh, that way I can come in. I get here about 9 in the morning, which is pretty late for a barbecue guy. But uh, I'm also here till 11 or midnight. So, so I'm fortunate to have him come in here and handle up on all that. And then my mom pitching in like she does. And well, that's you know how I found this place from your dad. You know, I, I ran. That's in, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I remember uh, that. picking up brisket at Costco, and he comes running up, and and uh, he was looking, and the briskets were kind of tiny. He goes, "What type of animals are they slaughtering here?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, he got some briskets there, and uh, we started talking. And we talked for like thirty minutes out in the parking lot. He's just a hoot. Oh man, he's something else. He. Uh, it's a uh, Woody, right? I, yeah, Woody. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times, how many. How many people come in here with, we have these little menus to go, and how many times my dad has, I met your dad, Woody. You know, you can't miss him. He wears a black cowboy hat and all this, and we call him Black Bart. But uh, I can't tell you, I met your dad. He smelled like smoke, and we had to talk to him or, or something like that. And, uh, yeah, he's he's good for the place. Let me tell you what. He, uh, it sounds he, like both your parents are pretty proud of what's oh, going on out yeah, here. I'm proud of them for helping me. I mean, I'm just glad that. I think, fortunately, because my mom and dad have each had their own business, their own lives, that we've always worked together. Uh And so it wasn't, okay, here we are, let's all start working together, because most people would fight all the time. You know, we don't really have that issue, Um, fortunately. I mean, I'm very glad of that. My dad gets, you know, he has a little trouble with the dishwashers. And how come you got to tell these people twice? I'm like, (laughs) yeah, okay. (laughs) But... We have a good time here, and it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting the other place open because I'm going to be watching both pits. I'm building a pit over there. I'm not going to cook at one and transport it to the other. Over there, you could have it. It could be Billy's Pecan Acres, and you could use oak. That's right. <laughs> Bust it up a little bit. You know, I always wondered about that. I cook on pecan, and so did the guy, James, that had everything. Yeah. He typically cooked on pecan, and... Um, I think his dad did too. They called his dad the Sarge. His everybody and everybody still, people still come in and talked about him, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, this was a famous old more of a beer joint, but uh, the Quay mm-hmm. had barbecue. And then, yes, and then they had barbecue. Hip Pocket would have out, outdoor theater in the back area here, and then they would have the, the uh, they would have wine and a wine bar over mm-hmm. the uh, the glassed in area. Here, right, so. and we still but we still get people coming out here trying to see a show. Yeah, and I send them over there across the street. <laughs> Sort of a show, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue yeah, is sort of a show. But Oak Acres was the original Oak name. Oak Acres, and yeah. from what I understand, uh, uh, James, the guy I have everything from, um, I think his mother named it Oak Acres. And so when I found it, I I, I didn't want to change the name. I don't think he wanted me to. But uh, I thought, man, this place has some cool history and this and that. I'm just going to put my name in front of it. It was really smart because and a lot of old people knew where Oak Acres is. Yes. And the, the way the roads have changed, it helps if you know something about that there was a an old tavern. Exactly. And, but, you know, this place is growing up. Uh, I'm sure you all probably already know, but we got the uh, Arlington Heights has their animal building across the street for their uh, future farmers of America. And then right next to that, they're moving all the mounted patrol over there they're building a little museum horse barns they're all moving from the north side and they're going to move in there in a couple of months so i got all that traffic and then all the homes they just built 70 more homes next to us and it's just growing out I've, here 
I've driven by here and seen a whole line of white trucks lined up. Do you have like? Uh, it looked. I don't know what they were, but there was some sort of construction. Or oh, we get Spike TV. Spike TV. <laughs> yeah, we get that. But you know, on uh, on Thursday we get people parked down the street, the two fields next to me. <laughs> I mean, we get a lot of because we got you know there's oil and gas rigs around here. There's uh, big construction type businesses you know that are all around here and. Um, just mainly through word of mouth, and then whenever the Star Telegram puts stuff, when if you see your name in Star Telegram, you're like, God, I hope I cooked enough food because you're gonna sell out. In Bud's yeah. column, in particular, well, I waited, you know, I waited once I heard about you. I waited like a couple of months, yeah, because I wanted to see how things went and whether you stuck. Oh, you it wanted to keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, 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 it sounded like a cool deal, but I also wanted to see if you were gonna. Stick with it. Right. You've done a lot more than that. We should tell people, again, this is on North Las Vegas Trail, um, north of Loop 820. What's the number on North Las Vegas? It's 1620. 1620 North Las Vegas. It's right next to Grace Baptist Church. Yeah, behind uh, Grace Baptist Church. uh, You know, I use that name a million times a day, and people go, oh, I know right where that is. And I said, you go there? No. But they know where the church is. Just follow is the least. smell after <laughs> so, that, right? Follow the smoke. Because yeah, <laughs> you uh, go over the bridge, and you start heading this way, and you see the church, but you, until you get a little further down the road, and all of a sudden you start seeing the tailgates of the trucks that are parked here oh. just around the corner. Yeah, we, we packed this place out. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it looks like we only doesn't hold very much, but by the time I jockey things around and get people in here, we we we, keep, we can keep eighty full with a line hanging well, out the, the door. The church crowd is a big fan of Billy's, but also the uh, synagogue crowd because I was at my synagogue on Sunday, and friends leaned over to me and said, "Where can you get good barbecue on Sunday?" And I don't know why they were asking, but I said, "Billy's is open on Sundays because not every place is open on Sunday." And I said. Yeah, you got to go to Billy's. And I, they said, well, why? Are you just looking for a good barbecue? I said, no, the rabbi's coming over to my house for dinner tonight. And yeah, I told him yeah, we, yeah, yeah. he's a new rabbi, and we wanted to get him some authentic Texas barbecue. And I was like, well, make sure he doesn't keep kosher. And well, we you mentioned that. No, no he, this pit is kosher, though. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yes, okay. it is. Uh, there's, <laughs> right. a, there's a customer down the way, Mark Rosenfield. Okay. Okay. If you've ever heard of him or not. Sure. And... Uh, we do kosher food for him. Um, James had the rabbi out here. They had uh-huh. the pit blessed. They had the racks done. There you go. <laughs> and then Rosenfield will bring his ribs and his beef ribs, obviously. His beef ribs, and they'll get cooked on that pit that's you been blessed. You might be able to say this is the only kosher I, barbecue joint I would in like North to think Texas. that. I mean, that's a pretty neat deal. Yeah. But, Rick, tell them don't wait till Sunday to come out here. Yeah. Well, it was just, you know, I was like, are you sure the rabbi, you know, wants pork ribs? Because that's what I really liked out there. Was, oh, no, he doesn't keep kosher. You know, it's a reformed temple. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's great to know. Kosher, you yeah. can get kosher brisket and kosher You sure uh, can. Beef sure ribs. can. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the main reason we came out here, though, is to eat. So we've got to quit, we gotta quit talking. talking and start eating. <laughs> I'll fix you up. Thanks a lot for – this is great, Billy. Hey, you're welcome. Billy's Anytime. Oak Acres. It is at – 1620 Las Vegas Trail North, Fort Worth, Texas. All right.